Hello again. Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals, and we thank you for making us one of the most popular podcasts uh, for viewing and listening, uh, dealing with addiction and recovery. I'm Randall Carlisle. My co-host is Rachel Santizo. Our guest is Jason Clausen, and we will introduce him in a minute. We want to welcome a couple of new listeners or viewers from two countries that I haven't seen before. Can you guess who they are? India and Thailand. Ooh, I love it. I know. Yes. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome. Yeah. yeah. And we have, we, last week we had one uh, listener or viewer in Russia, and that's your boyfriend, Igor. Hi, so Igor. I'm glad you're still here. <laughs> we still have, the, it's an open invitation. You come here and visit us, and we'll give you a good bottle of vodka, right? <laughs> we, not that we're drinking it. I'm a recovering alcoholic. You're yeah. a recovering addict. Yep. Our guest is Jason Clausen from Giving Sunshine. Mm-hmm. What in the hell is Giving Sunshine? <laughs> yes. Well, on the day we're recording this, somebody's giving us a lot of sunshine. But yes. what is Giving Sunshine? So Giving Sunshine is the company I started uh, shortly after I lost my... You, you don't need to get so close to the mic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel so welcome. <laughs> so Giving Sunshine is, uh, is the company I started. And it was inspired because of losing my wife to cancer. Oh. So um, after losing her and uh, going through some hard, hard life-altering events. Yeah. How long ago was this? So in June, it will be three years since okay, I lost okay. my wife. So go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's, that's all right. So, um, so in, in, a, in a short version with Giving Sunshine was four years ago, my wife was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. And she didn't, she was 38, there's no family history, there's no warning signs or anything. She just came to me and said, hey, I have a lump in my stomach, what's going on? So we went to a series of uh, doctor's appointments and blood work, never really was able to get some answers until we were at St. Mark's Hospital in Salt Lake, and we had exploratory surgery where they opened her up and did a partial hysterectomy, and then that's where they found a big mm. lump in her colon, and that's where the doctor came to me in the room with family and loved ones and said, I'm so sorry, and I'm getting emotional when I say this, your wife has stage four colon cancer. So yeah. in a moment of where I felt like my life was going as good as I ever thought, where my kids were thriving in sports, my wife just lost 100 pounds, I was actually clinical director at Steps Recovery, okay. helping people in recovery, and building a house, and I felt like life was going so good, and then bang, bang, yeah, yeah exactly. Jeez, and, and then you're just sitting there going, "What the hell is going on? Like, how do I go from here? <laughs> how do I pick up the pieces? What am I going to say to my family? What am I going to say to my kids? How are we going to fight this? How are we going to pay for it?" And it's just like, in a moment of a, sh- a short period of time, like life became so overwhelming and difficult. Did they, did they give you a time frame for her dying? They said, well, later when she came, when the doctor came to the recovery room where my wife was and told her about cancer, they said, um, well, she gave us information and then she left and the father taking all these responsibility on his shoulders, I ran after the doctor down the hallway and I said, doctor, I need some answers. 
how long does she have? How do we do this? How do we pay for this? And just peppered her with questions. She did say two to three years. Oh. But the, the phrase that changed me forever that I didn't want to hear in the moment is she said, Jason, cancer has a way of enhancing your life. <laughs> and, and at that moment when yeah. someone says that, I, I don't want my life to be enhanced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want my life to go back the way it was because right. my life was going good. And I, I, I don't have time for this. This happens for people that have lived a long life because we were, I was helping people in recovery and I was just loving it. My wife was helping people. My boys are thriving. And I, I said, I that this is too hard for me. I don't want to do this. I don't want my life to be enhanced right now. So I was angry. I was angry at God. How could you do this to my family? And, and I was angry at life for, for a while because of what, what life had been given me. Yeah. I don't deserve this. Exactly. You know. yeah. Exactly. It's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How could I? I was helping people. I was making a difference. And uh, these people need me to make a difference. I, I, I really can't fit this into my life. So, yeah. So that was, that was the way that life began to get altered. And then, um, so he gave us two to three years to live. And then after nine months, we're at her funeral saying goodbye to my Whoa. wife. Oh. We fought like hell for the treatment, but nothing we did ever seemed to get better. So we'd build ourselves up, and then we'd get bad news. And then we'd build ourselves up, and then we'd get bad news. So those funerals are great because what happens is everybody rallies around the person. You get a lot of love and support. And then after the funeral, sorry, I keep getting close to them. <laughs> after the funeral, then that's, that's what... That's why we have Matt and Kenny there. <laughs> they're writing levels on the microphone. <laughs> I better stay in one they're spot. <laughs> but um, after the funeral and uh, like a couple days later, that's when life began to get so difficult and hard. Sure. And um, I... I heard that's the most difficult time because you got all this love mm-hmm. and all this support. And then all of a sudden, you're alone. Yeah, and, and for your listeners, is that's the time you want to reach out, and that's the time you want to be able to support those people because you don't, you're feeling the emotions, the wave of all the, uh, the adrenaline has worn off, and then that's when you're feeling anxious, depressed, um, just you're grieving, and that's when you need people to just sit with you and, and deal with those emotions. So <laughs> it, was, it was one of the hardest times of my life to try to figure it out. And then I'm a, th- I'm a therapist, so my boss calls me and goes, hey, Jason, I need you back to work. We're struggling with helping and seeing all our patients. Yeah. So I think what we do as people, especially as a male, is I put on this mask of masculinity yeah. and said, I'm going to be okay. And anybody that would ask how you're doing, you'd give this false sense of, I'm doing okay. Like, I'm okay. So I went back to work and I began to help people. And I didn't realize how hard it was until I'd come home and my 12-year-old son would look at me and he would say, Dad, you come home angry every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I, I was shocked that he said that. But then I was saying, I don't want this for my family. Mm-hmm. And I realized how sad and how hard life was because 
I was trying to be a father and I was trying to pick up the pieces and I was trying to do the best I can, but it, everybody else around me was struggling and I felt bad for my kids, I felt bad for me and I, I felt like, how long is this gonna, how, how long is this gonna happen for me to feel happy and joy again? It just, it was miserable. <laughs> but again, I had to put on a f- happy face, mm-hmm. get my kids to school, show up for clients that were going through their hardest time but I was going through a hard time. Sure. And then I thought, when is there time for Jason? Because <laughs> yeah. I had all these question. roles. Right. I was the hybrid parent. <laughs> and I was like, how am I gonna how am I gonna get through? So I struggled for like nine months. Nine months of just grinding and grinding and and it was hard. And putting I think, on a false front the whole yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. Put on that mask, people come over, how you doing? I'd go to church and try to show up and People would come up, hey, is, if there's anything I can do, let me know. And I would just, anybody that would just say that, I would just say the right answers to pass them along. Sure. Right. The people that would sit there and say, no, Jason, how are you really doing? Yeah. Then I begin to open up. So I, I almost waited for those people that would just sit with those emotions and were there for the right reasons to open up. So... It was it was hard and and then after nine months um, I remember back let's back up when my wife was going through treatment one of my um, friends brought over a a bucket of yellow fun stuff for our family and they showed up and they delivered it when Valerie was going through cancer and they said we're thinking of you here's this basket and I remember. My boys were happy in that moment. My wife was smiling <laughs> with her shaved head. And I, my brain took a snapshot of how happy life was. And I always remembered that. So when I was going through that hard, difficult time in that nine months, I thought, I want that happy moment again. I want to be happy again. So I remember I was at work and it just got to me. I was just so overwhelmed. I pulled out my phone, and I began to text 14 of my closest friends, family, neighborhood, people in my church group, and I said, guys, I need you to meet at my house, and I'm struggling, and I need to tell you how, what I'm feeling. And so in a sense, I called my own intervention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. That's awesome. And uh, so I, I, I'm at my house, and I, let, I did that text, and I was like, I hope they show up because I really need help. At 7 o'clock, every single one of those people came to my house. Wow. True so, friends. Yeah. True friends. Yeah. I, I, and I was blown away. So I'm sitting in a living room with friends and family, and uh, I... I I I began to pour out how hard life was. So in a sense, I gave people permission to begin to help me. Yeah. Because there was people that want to help, but until you give them permission or invite them in, Mm -hmm. they don't know what to do. Or admit that you (laughs) you need help and you want help. Exactly. And, And again, going through a hard traumatic event, people don't know what to say or do. People will say they're afraid to say the wrong thing they and then if they don't do anything right away they kind of just disappear and I call that the support vacuum (laughs) so in a sense I'm sitting there and I'm having this intervention and just pouring out my heart and I'm having my own I call my healing team 
in 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 recovery when i was teaching those in 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 recovery i called it their um recovery team yeah sure so i'm sitting there and pouring it out and in that sense i began to feel their love and support and uh, in that healing team one thing that we did is we we identified a captain in that group okay and the captain was going to lead the ship and what also what we did is we identified a code word whenever I was struggling and I couldn't handle it and I was having the worst time of my life, I would text one word to my team captain. And the team captain's job was to text it out to my team. And my team had individual responsibilities to come and go into action whenever I needed help. Huh. So with me, all I knew is all I had to do was send one word, which was help, to my team captain, and then the, the text would go out to my family and, and my mom and dad. They would come over and do my laundry. There was someone that would take the kids. There would someone come up and do my yard work. There'd be someone that would come over and um, just sit with me and talk. Then there would be someone that would go take me to lunch. And all of them would go into action whenever I needed that help. I'd be punching that button all the time. I know, I know. There's, there's, uh, I guess, an area for abuse on that. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. When you said that, lunch, laundry, yard, Mm -hmm. that's that's a heck of a team. It It was liberating because I know as bad as it got, all I had to do was send one word, and my team would go into action, take, uh, take the stress away from me, until I was strong enough to take some of those back and continue on in building my life. So how did that turn into giving sunshine? (laughs) That's a great question. Because it's sort of the obvious one. (laughs) So shortly after that, I decided to quit my job and take the summer off. Because my what I was found was I was operating my life off of sad and unhappy memories Mm -hmm. of my wife's treatment and her dying. And I was sad. My boys were sad. So I needed to reconnect with my kids and find happiness again. So we sat down at the kitchen table the first day I I took off. We made a bucket list for my boys and the things that we wanted to do and enjoy and make some wonderful, happy memories. So they, they loved it. I mean, we, we did things like go fishing, horseback riding, hmm. just all this fun stuff. But the one thing that is, has helped giving sunshine was we made a lemonade stand, and a neighborhood lemonade stand. And what we wanted to do was raise money to create two baskets and go deliver them to people in need that went through the same situation we did. Hmm. You said yellow baskets. Uh-huh. But- what, what was in the yellow baskets, just out of curiosity? Anything fun. <laughs> like, there was candy, there was pillows, there were socks, there was fun games. Anything yellow was in this basket. So giving sunshine. Uh-huh, right? yeah. Okay. Bring sunshine and happiness. Yeah. After that lemonade stand, what we did was we, um, I looked at the Venmo and the cash, and we raised $1,500. Wow. And this From a so lemonade cute. stand? Yeah, <laughs> neighborhood lemonade stand. What were you charging for a cup of lemonade? It was a dollar for, for a bottle of water, but people were kind of inspired and, and supportive in our, in our team. So it was really cool to see. So we took that money, and we took it to our, 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 our young women's group, and they created 
25 of these baskets. Mm -hmm. And then what we begin to do is put it out on Facebook. Is there anybody that has lost a spouse or family member? We want to deliver these baskets. So we begin to deliver them to people and bring them happiness and joy and comfort. And we notice that we could say things to help ease their pain or give them some support or even say, life sucks. Right. It sucks yeah. right now. Yeah. And, and even my boys would talk to their kids and we'd begin to build these up. Mm. And it began to be a way of life of helping people by doing that sense of service and not thinking about what we're th struggling with and going through, we begin to help other people. And, and the shift in my boys and their attitude and the way that they were interacting w was amazing. And it was a sense that they were healing from the mm -hmm. inside out. Yeah. Sure. By, by giving. giving. By yeah. giving. Mm. So for, for what happened from there is someone from Virginia said, hey, <laughs> I want a basket. <laughs> and I said, how am I going to do this? So I created a box, and I filled it up, and I, then I began to send them out to different states across the country. Wow. Today we're in 45 that we've delivered to. No kidding. Wow. To be able to help people. That's amazing. And help them. And it becomes, that's kind of the, the story of giving sunshine, is we wanted to help people that felt like we did, and we wanted to give them the opportunity to be happy again. How, how do people, if they're watching this and they're in that situation, mm -hmm. how do they get a hold of you? So you can go to our website. It's givingsunshine.com. Okay. And you can order a, a, a box. And you can order it for a friend. You can order it for yourself to have the, the, the giving sunshine. But what's crazy is... I, from a therapist, because I had 15 years of therapy of experience, I just didn't want a yellow basket. I wanted people to be healing. Mm -hmm. So we've taken the tools in there, and we've made them tools to be able to help heal rather than just put a Band-Aid over the problem. Ooh, say like more. Yeah. So one of, my, one of my favorite tools is we have support cards. So again, I talked about people don't know what to say. Yeah. Like... When people when they die or when people relapse or when people do stupid things or kids you just don't know what to say so we've created a deck of cards that you give to your support team and it has questions to text or to say that help pull out the right answers and help them walk through the emotions oh, I love <laughs> so it's like cue cards ones. to know what to say and to help them and then yeah. it helps connect them it, it's so necessary. I, I, we've mm -hmm. all been through it. I, right. I we were, you have a, it's, you know, somebody whose loved one died and you go, uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, <laughs> what do I say here? It's, right. it's very, death is a very uncomfortable thing to deal with. Mm -hmm. Right. Or uh -huh. talk about. Right. What, or what, like what's on the cards? I mean, what, yeah. what is a good thing to, you know, my, my best friend's mom died. What do I say? You know, that's a great question. There's, on those cards were things my support gave me and also things that I've said to clients in, 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 in uh, grieving. So, I mean, a simple thing is um, those people that have the person die, the one thing is they don't want their person to be forgotten. So yeah. it's okay to say their name. <laughs> yeah. We're afraid to say okay. their name or to rock the boat, but yeah, it's okay. They're dead. Yeah. Right. They want their name to be not forgotten. Yeah. Like when I hear my wife's name, I love it because I get to remember her again. Yeah. So being able to talk about them openly and ask questions about them, 
Say, hey, what is something that is important to you that you miss about them? What is something that they taught you that has been valuable in your life? So you keep opening the discussions about having, talking about them, or even talking about their emotions. How are you, how are you feeling today? How are you getting through each and every day? So talk about their emotions is an easy way to be able to talk. But don't be afraid of it. Be able to just sit with them. And if emotions mm-hmm. come, sit with them yeah. <laughs> and not run away. Because people, when they feel that, that awkwardness, they just want to disappear. But be able to just sit with them. And sometimes just sitting, just bring over something. I know you need um, <laughs> Uh, paper towels or, or napkins or paper plates. Just, hey, brought this to you. How are you doing? And just check and just sit with them. Have you, where do you see yourself? So are you doing this full time now? Yeah, I, I stepped away from my job in January and I've been doing it. Just build this and to be able to help more people. I could see this going in so many directions because we have death by suicide or death by, you know, um, alcohol poisoning or drug poisoning. Like there's so many different directions on how we could speak about death. And so this is very, this could go so many directions. This is very healing. Yeah. And and because recovery has always been in my heart. Yeah. I've, I, I told my partner, we need to do a recovery box. Exactly. (laughs) So that is in my brain trying to create that. So that we can help people in that in that in that process. Yeah. Where does that passion come from? I have to ask. I'm always passion for recovery. You know what? I'm I grew up in Utah. I've never used substance, but when I was looking for an opportunity to help people, um, an internship, I landed in a methadone clinic in in Utah County. Well, you're seeing okay. things hard. So you there. yeah, you went right into it. Yeah. And, and I remember just that was my first experience of being a therapist and I just it was it was a it was eye opening yeah, <laughs> for me absolutely. that's never uh, seen recovery or been in recovery. It was eye opening, but I remember having some of the most amazing experiences of mm. people feeling like I was an advocate for them and they need people. And I was like, I want to be that person that people can come to and they can help and they can open up and we together can figure out life. And I had some of the most amazing experiences that, that had changed me forever. So my career is like, I would go in recovery at the beginning and then I'd go back to working with youth and then I'd go back to recovery. I just kept coming back because just the connection that I felt mm-hmm. and just seeing people change just brought me so much joy. How do you finance the whole thing? Um, Right now, we are paying out of pocket to be able to help this get up and going. And uh, we're looking to... um, That's a a great question. Um, That's what everyone asks, right? At the beginning, we're we're fronting our money to be able to create these services for people. But we're hoping to be able to... Uh, finance it by selling these and creating um, healing team booklets to be able to help and then um, share um, workshops to be able to help in the grieving process. So that's what we want to do is by the sales and by the services we offer is is continue to finance this. The recovery baskets, I like that idea. Would that be for somebody who relapses or somebody who's just getting into recovery? Or Uh, how would you look at that? I like the idea. It it, it could go in many different ways. Because we have suicide, overdose. There's a lot of different 
Um, That's true. Like that, I, that I'm thinking, even like the yeah, families. everybody in our community deals with overdose deaths mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I I often think about like the family that doesn't know what to do and what to say and help them. Because yeah. I remember sitting in in therapy with the recovering addicts, and we'd talk about their family, how to coach them, how to help them, and that was such a difficult spot. Right. So right. my brain went to they need a basket. And even those that are even out of, uh, have completed a program, need to have a, a create a, a healing, a recovery team to help yeah. them be successful sure. in their recovery. Sure. Or even people that have just relapsed is just kind of help them right. get back on. Or being have incarcerated. The, I mean, there's so many. I'm, I'm just yeah. going right yeah. now. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's just a need. And I think that everyone could use that sunshine or hope it's like mm-hmm. a little hope box and hope squad and all these things rachel and works at usara so yeah oh you do i do so that would yeah. be oh cool that I would know. be a that'd be a good project for you sir i know don't I'm you like, think hmm. yeah. yeah 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 there's so many different directions this is awesome and yeah. i and i love it and it's it's so interesting i know that yours um came from cancer and i'm i'm sorry for your loss um I, my I, my dad died. You're supposed cancer. to take it farther. So how do you feel? And how I know. You, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I, I am. I'm truly. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> He's listening. Like, I know. I know. I'll remember um. that next time I have to deal with it. <laughs> There's just so much need, and the more that we're creative with this, like I love your idea, and mm-hmm. I love the giving sunshine. Everybody, like if you just get this little ray of sunshine, and people um, just. People seeing you and yeah. caring about you goes a long way, and so I love this idea. It's very yeah. creative and it's very necessary. So, well, in recovery, they they often say the opposite of addiction is what connection. Exactly, and yeah. what these sunshine boxes are just reconnecting with people that want to help. Yeah, and 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 going through my own experiences, what I found was the opposite of depression, addiction, grieving, lonely, is is connection. Sure. It's so yeah. it's finding a way to bring your 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 connection, your team back in to be able to help you. And that's that's what I want to do is just connect with people that will help you. You know, it strikes me that what the surgeon told you ultimately <laughs> is true that this will enhance your life. And yeah. obviously mm-hmm. you miss your wife. And, and that was a horrible thing to go through, but look at what's happening now. So maybe your surgeon knew what he or she was talking about. You're, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. So today when I think about that, my life is being enhanced because I'm helping people. Yeah. And I'm helping people in all different um, walks of life. So you're, you're absolutely right. So I'm like, thank you for saying that at now. The, at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's like, at the time, it's, it's, it's hard. Um, how is it really quick? Because I know we have a few minutes. Is I would love to know how it's helping your boys as well. Because we can speak here as adults, but how is it helping your boys? You know what? Uh, because of the hard choices that I had to make with mm-hmm. like stepping away from my job, yeah. being present for them, and creating moments of happiness, um, and then finding service opportunities, my boys are happy and thriving today. My, my, my son just got a 4.0 in ninth grade this last wow. year, the whole year. My son had behavioral problems at the beginning of this year. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. But because of the team and the connection and who I've involved, it's been so helpful and healing. And I look at my boys like, how did this happen? But it's just creating a healing team in all aspects to be able to heal. It's, it's, it's been a blessing. <laughs> I couldn't have done this alone. 
We, we and, always talk about giving back. Mm-hmm. I mean, in AA meetings, you talk about you got to you got to be of service. You know, yeah. in, in recovery, whatever treatment program you're in, you talk about giving back, and yeah. that's what you guys are doing. Absolutely, and it takes the focus off of your own pain. Yeah, yeah, know? and it helps me heal and 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 do things the right way. Yeah, and and, and I I gotta say this because in January I found. Um, I, I married I married again oh. I found a, a girl and uh, or we got connected not I found her <laughs> it wasn't a treasure hunt I was looking <laughs> and I, we, here she is we connected but Bingo. but my wife Kirsten is she lost her husband to cancer so together as we've been able to walk this path together we've been able to help each other heal and be transparent and open and we, we, we become a source of helping a lot of people because of what we've been through. Wow. So her life is getting enhanced. My life together, it oh just becomes God. just a beautiful yeah. opportunity to continue to help as you've gone through tragedy and difficulty. And that's the message I want to say is because you go through a tragedy or life-altering event doesn't mean life has to end as you can find happiness and sunshine again. Wow. So the website is... GivingSunshine.org or .com. .com. GivingSunshine.com. I'm giving people time to write that down. I know. GivingSunshine.com. Okay. Or follow us on Giving Sunshine Daily on Facebook and Instagram, and we just have positive, uplifting quotes and messages just to have a happy community. And we also have uh, my partner does a Giving Sunshine workout uh, online. You can join the workout. And uh, at 6 o'clock in the morning, mountain time, and you can work out with him. And we just do positive affirmations, and then we work out, and it just becomes a healthy way of starting your day. Very uplifting. Thank <laughs> you for being our yeah. guest, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching another and listening to another edition of Odyssey House Journals.